I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. The Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Every time I go downtown, I'm deeply impressed. Impressed by the magnificent buildings reaching up to the sky. Impressed by the expensive high-rises with their extraordinary views. Impressed by the exceptional cultural opportunities enshrined in splendid edifices. It's easy to get caught up in the city's greatness. So easy that you might just trip over what at first appeared to be a pile of blankets. On closer inspection, you would notice that you didn't trip over a pile of blankets. You tripped over a heavily bundled person with a cardboard sign and an outstretched hand. They seem of little importance when compared with all that the city has to offer. Tonight, Jesus assures us that they are of greatest importance. Jesus went through Galilee teaching his disciples that the Son of Man would be betrayed into human hands stripped of dignity and life, then rise again. But his disciples weren't listening to him. They were too busy arguing about who among them was the greatest, the most important. When Jesus asked them, what were you arguing about? They were too embarrassed to say. But Jesus knew. They were daydreaming about how Jesus would reward his friends when he came into his kingdom. It was clear to Jesus that they had missed what the kingdom was all about. So Jesus took a little child and put the child among them. By most standards, this child was no one important. They had no power, no influence. No ability to support themselves. 
child depended completely on the kindness of others for survival and for well-being. Jesus said, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but one who sent me. The place of honor in God's kingdom is reserved for one like this child, one who cannot help themselves. The greatest and most important person in God's kingdom is the one who serves one like this child. Jesus' vision of service honors the dignity of all who depend on others for survival and for well-being. I talked with Mary Beth during sack lunch one Friday, and while we were talking, a guest came up asking for something. Mary Beth told him, yes, And he went away happily to receive what he had asked for. Mary Beth turned to me and she said, Our guests are so used to hearing the word no. I try to say yes whenever I can. Yes to life. Yes to well-being. A yes that's made necessary because we so often say no. Too often our no robs the other of their dignity. No, I won't acknowledge you on the sidewalk because you make me uncomfortable. No, I won't give you money because I don't know how you're going to spend it. No, I won't help you. I've heard scandalous stories about people who beg. Behind each no is a reason that threatens the dignity of the person asking for help. Strange thing is, it actually makes sense to us to pass by someone pretending that they don't exist. It makes sense to us that we should deny other people the freedom of choice that we so jealously guard for ourselves. Our no has the power to deny another's life and well-being. Our no has the power to rob the world's dependence of dignity. Tonight, on Ash Wednesday, we name the terrible truth that our no strips Jesus of dignity and prepares for him a cross. Tonight, we name the terrible price of humanity's salvation, the undignified death of God's chosen servant. That God's servant would not remain in the grave. He would rise again and usher in the long-awaited kingdom. In God's kingdom, political favors are reserved for all who have no power or influence. In God's kingdom, all who seem least important in the world have the highest social standing. In God's kingdom, the greatest and the most important person is the one who empties themselves in order to serve God's most vulnerable children. 
Jesus upends the nonsensical logic of this age by publicly honoring those that the world pretends not to see. He upends the nonsensical logic of this age by freeing us from the forces which dull our hearts to the needs of our neighbors. He ushers in a new age of the Spirit, an age driven by love. And where there is love, there is dignity. God's no to humanity in our death has become God's yes to humanity through the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life. Jesus' passion restores dignity to all who have been denied by the world. God's hungry children receive the place of honor at his banquet table of eternal life. There they are filled with life and with well-being. God is with them, and Jesus invites us to know God through them. I see this recognition in a small way happening at the Niles Township Food Pantry. The dignity of the guests is very important at the food pantry. In fact, it's so important that it's part of their motto, serving food with dignity. I was there recently with Dave and with Paul Luke, and we saw some of the remodeling that they have been doing. Remodeling, it's taken a long time to do, but the food pantry now resembles a grocery store more than it does a food pantry. This new layout gives guests greater freedom in selecting their food, not having it picked out for them, but getting to go through the aisles and place it in their baskets. The expanded size provides the guests with more options. Food isn't passed out as if between two parties, the haves and the have-nots. Instead, the food pantry employees have worked hard to create the kind of environment that they would want when they go out to get food. Their efforts uphold the dignity of those they serve. Each person valued and honored through the layout and the work done at the Niles Township Food Pantry. They are living into one of their most basic convictions, serving food with dignity. As we enter Lent, let us consider how our core convictions as followers of Jesus Christ come into play in our lives. Let us consider how we might return to God and to loving our neighbor through the traditional Lenten disciplines of fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. Such practices teach us compassion for all who know need. They turn us towards God in the need of our neighbor. They open our eyes to the faces that are buried within the blankets. And they open our hands generously to the arms that are reaching out towards us. And maybe, just maybe, 
The face and the hand that are reaching out to us from the blankets are the face and the hand of Christ. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.stTimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.